blessed people. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity again to come to you live at this time, at this very, very important time in the history of the church. Now, there is a conversation that uh, I did have with you some time back. I don't know whether you remember all conversations that the Lord has with you people in this generation. There is a conversation that I did have with the nation of Kenya, with the Church of Christ, some time back, maybe dating a few months back into the year that has just elapsed, 2019. And in that conversation, I said, the two prophets of the Lord, they struck the land and shut heaven over the land. And uh, the land was totally dry, absolutely dry, total, 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 total. And uh, the soil was reddish brown like that. And there was not even one leaf that did grow on the soil. So I do not know whether you still remember that conversation. And that uh, it was so dry, it was really, really dry, no leaf. No leaf did grow upon the surface of the soil. And only the mega ministry of the two prophets was moving around. And I kept, I also said that I don't know what happened to the people. I don't know whether they all died. And I don't know to which extent, whether it covers only this land or across the earth. And so I shared that conversation, if you remember very well. And uh, sometime last year, when the Kenyan newspapers blackmailed the Lord, when they blackmailed me, they blackmailed the Lord, the Kenyan media, newspapers, TV, and everything. For some reason, something came upon them, and they did the unthinkable and touched on these two most glorious prophets of the Lord that you now know. And uh, even how lofty they are before the Lord, now you know. And so, so way back last year, the begin towards the beginning of last year, right after Menengai 3, then Kenya as a nation, the Kenyan papers, Kenyan media, touched these two mega prophets with malice, slander, and blackmail. But I guess literally they know that they touched the Lord God, Jehovah, Yahweh himself. And then you see that within that zone, when the Lord sent me to Central Park, then I worship in grief, and an earthquake strikes the entire land. And then shortly after that, I give the prophecy of the locust, the massive invasion of locusts that would come. The locust that you see, the prophecy that you see, the judgment that you see, now has been fulfilled and is taking course upon the land. And now you hear that locust has arrived here in Georgia, has been sighted in Kiambu, is also in Kitui, and beginning to cover the land. And part of the conversation that uh, I had with the Ancient of Days 
when I met him and I shared with you live on radio, when he appeared before me, now I can divulge part of that conversation. That, uh, and he said that the entire land, the entire country would be affected. And so when you put them together, the blackmail, the malice, the slander, the mockery, the abuse that the land attempted to inflict on these two prophets who only did good in Christ Jesus. They only brought you the gospel of the blood and the cross. They only told you to turn away from sin and receive Jesus and be born again properly because without that, you cannot enter heaven. They only brought you the kingdom of heaven. They only raised your cripples, opened the blind eyes of your children and all peoples in the land, and the deaf ears they opened, the mute they touched. They only brought you the mighty healing power of the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. They brought you the ministration of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the salvation of the cross, the gospel of holiness, the announcement of the glorious coming of the Messiah, that is all they brought. And leprosy cleansed, leprosy raised Mamarosa from the dead, raised Litunda the Archbishop when he died. So they only brought you goodness, the goodness of the Lord. And then uh, the newspapers blackmailed them. So you see the blackmail, and then you see what happens around the April when the prophecy of the judgment of the locusts coming to the land. And at one point, they also mentioned the cancers that would eat up the people. And so, now you see the fulfillment of this prophecy on the locusts. And you see, also along the way, they mentioned about uh, the serious drought, whereby not a leaf will be found on the ground. So, these are very devastating acts of God, and I think for a wise nation, this would be a very important time as we are celebrating the visitation of the cloud of God, but also to be contemplating, to be planning on a national repentance, because now you can tell that only these two can be able to stand before the Lord and deliver the land, but that would require a national repentance. And so I'm saying that even now as you're celebrating this very historic visitation of God the Father himself, and yes, indeed, he must be celebrated. He is worthy to be celebrated because this is historic. It has not happened since the church was created. So yes, the ministry, this ministry will celebrate, this church will celebrate until the Messiah comes. But in their judgment and revival, revival and judgment come together. They enter the house of the Lord together. So I know that I sealed all of you that are in this ministry. I took charge and sealed you from this coming wrath. Those of you who have not blackmailed the Lord. But it's important that as we celebrate, we think about a national repentance to mitigate on these things, to bring remedy to what has happened in the land. That the Lord may not take it the full nine years, may not bring forth that uh, very ravaging, devastating judgment that will destroy the land. The revival is too great. You Kenyans,
be thinking about national repentance so that you can come and consult with the two prophets of the Lord and invite them. Once you are ready, you've organized them yourself. Then that day can be announced, pronounced, and three days of prayer and fasting culminating into one major sacred assembly across the entire land, people wearing the sackcloth. Because these are the days when now Jehovah is visiting. His two prophets are walking the surface of the earth. So it would be very wise at this time to be in right footing with the Lord, right standing with the Lord. And remember, repentance is always good, always leads to revival. Will revive the nation, revive the church. And so this is good news that the Messiah is coming. We need to prepare the way that the earth, this earth is not your home. It's not your permanent home. You all should be preparing for the glorious kingdom, the glory, the kingdom of glory, the glory that is to be revealed in eternity, in heaven in everlasting life. But meanwhile, that is the agenda that celebrations are on. Yes, we must celebrate the Lord God Almighty, my friend, Jehovah Yahweh, for his great disposition of love over this land. But in the short run, towards the long run, you should be thinking about the national repentance because of the pronouncements that have been done owing to the wickedness that was practiced against the Lord last year, that the nation may be awakened to the fact that uh, this is the hour of responsibility because they are living in the eyes of the Lord. And repentance is always good. Turning away from sin is always absolutely good, especially considering that the Messiah is coming. And nobody knows the day or the hour. And so may the Lord bless you as you celebrate this mega visitation. The Lord will provide for you, send for you, protect you, defend you, Keep you away from Shem. Those of you who have listened very keenly to the voice of the Spirit of the Lord speaking with you right now, followed with this baby heart, humble, contrite, repentant, and blindly obedient. Simply obedient because you're aware that this is the voice of the Lord. There is no contestation whatsoever. And he says, unto them, blessedness has been consigned and the kingdom of glory is theirs. Repentance is always good. Let us celebrate the Lord, blessed people, the Messiah is coming. Let us celebrate to the max, because the Lord Elohim, the Creator, Jehovah Barah, He has come to visit He that speaks with you. When I summoned Him, I said, Lord, come to Kisumu, then He came. So that's a very big undertaking a very big event that has happened upon the face of the earth, upon the universe. And so it leaves an indelible mark upon the calendar of the church, on the identity of the church, on the name of the Christian faith, and it gives you advantage, the age, over all else. All else, now you are the people that behold the light, you are the people whose God is the living God of heaven, the one that gives hope beyond the tombs, gives hope for everlasting life into the kingdom of glory into heaven. The Messiah is coming, blessed people. And again, it is awesome to watch this visitation. We are perpetually, we have a screen here that is playing those videos of Jehovah coming, coming and settling even now as I speak to you, I'm looking at those videos on the big screen here. 
how the glory came and settled on the tent. And it's just it's such an amazing moment. It's just uh, a moment indescribable in this life that Jehovah could come and visit the people. The picture is astounding with the tremendous cloud of the big God, the humongous God of heaven over the tent. And then you have the tent. The two prophets are ministering inside and some people are sitting there. That picture is a classic. It's astounding. Because then you ask, who are these people? Who are these beloved? As though he has come to place the eaglets, like the big eagle come to defend the eaglets, put them under his wing and preserve them, protect them, and give them leadership into his glorious kingdom. So this is a very historic time, a shocking time, a dreadful time, a fearful time in the history of the church. May the Lord help you with wisdom that you may make big gains at this hour. The gains of righteousness. Remember Revelation chapter 19 verse 8. The finest linen, bright and clean, which became the yardstick for entry into the kingdom kingdom of glory. And remember Hebrews chapter 12, 14. For without uh, holiness, uh, nobody uh, will see the glorious everlasting kingdom of God. So those are benchmarks in the Bible that will not change. May the Lord bless you and bless you eternally. The Messiah is coming.